Hello and welcome to the Skift India podcast. I'm Peter, your host, and joining me today is Mayur Sontake, the founder of Nomad Gaon, a co-living and co-working space for digital nomads. With Mayur, we would be delving into the landscape of remote work in India and the rising trend of digital nomads. As remote work gains ground, there is a subgroup of professionals that are taking it a step further. Uh, enter the digital nomads. They're individuals who are leveraging technology not just to work from home, but to work from anywhere, while exploring diverse landscapes of a particular destination. Welcome, Mayur. A pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Peden. It's great to be on Skipped India podcast. Uh, uh, thank you for inviting you. me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mayur. Um, so, Mayur, um, before we sp- speak about digital nomads and remote work uh, in India, I wanted you to talk a little bit about yourself because you know you you have been a financial analyst before. Uh, what made you switch from being a financial analyst to building something like Nomad Car? Yeah, that's a long, interesting story. So, I grew up uh, in a modest family in a small town. Uh, nature was never too far. Uh, but then by default we were expected to move to a bigger city uh, just for career for the sake of career leaving the nature the friends the family behind uh, i thought that was that's how it was supposed to be uh, so i moved to a big city had my corporate career for a few years uh, and in 2014 i got a remote job uh, for an american startup and uh, that really changed my life uh, the same year you know uh, i went through a divorce um, so i was lonely and then i did not have any commitment so i thought why not fulfill uh, my travel dreams and go out go out meet interesting people from all around the world explore the beautiful world that i had only seen in the second hand travel magazines that i bought uh, when i was a kid uh, and that's how i started my journey as a digital nomad uh, managing building remote teams and traveling while doing that exploring uh, different landscape cultures uh, people food um, and that that was the beginning of the journey uh, mm-hmm. i spent couple of years traveling within india and southeast asia i realized that beyond big cities uh, there were hardly any places uh, which had the infrastructure uh, for productive remote work and communities for uh, you know for keeping you engaged and meeting like minded people uh, so back in 2017 i sort of started a passion project called remote explorers uh, the idea was to get uh, people to explore india while working remotely because back then back in 2017 there were hardly any indian digital nomads so the focus was mostly on uh, you know foreign digital nomads who wanted to come to india explore india but had a lot of anxieties questions about the internet about the community that they'll hang out with about safety about culture shock uh, so we got a bunch of people from uh, 
six different countries together uh, and explored spent a month exploring uh, the very place i am sitting in um, we had our first retreat in macleod ganj uh, and that's how we all of that started it was still a passion project i still had my remote job uh, and i was trying to build this community uh, while running the retreats i realized that uh, running retreats builds community but the hotels where we were running those retreats at uh were not equipped with co-working space or a great internet so it was just like running a circus uh spend a month uh, put a pop up co-working space uh after a month dismantle it take it somewhere else uh so i thought uh best would be to set up our own spaces and that's how we started nomad gav in 2019 a few months before covid yeah and um uh, interesting thing uh, that you spoke about um mayur uh, of course and recent years remote work has become more than just a response to global events it's it's a movement a shift in the way we approach our professional lives like it's kept we all work remotely and uh, you know ever since i have started working remotely i don't think i can go back to an office setup because the kind of flexibility that remote work gives you while you don't compromise on your work but you also get to do traveling exploring and you know like seeing a destination you get to do everything where you live like a local but in india where traditional office culture has long been a norm even there remote work is gaining traction So uh, when choosing destinations what are the factors that digital nomads tend to consider Yeah uh, very interesting question because uh, first thing that matters to most digital nomads is internet so just today's uh, experience right uh, yes, i had a exactly. power cut at uh, at home and uh, i needed a badly needed a space to record this podcast from uh, i checked out couple of cafes didn't work uh, took me uh, 30 minutes lot of anxiety uh, rescheduling a uh, couple of times to finally be here and record this podcast uh, while it may seem that internet is great everywhere 5g is here and all of that uh, i think you know the stable internet connection uh, Uh, good speed latency you know ergonomic chairs ergonomic sitting uh, all of this matter a lot to digital nomads uh, second thing i would say is community uh, so digital nomads uh, are away from their home by choice uh, they they do feel lonely they do feel like going back home but Uh, they are at the same time they are also enjoying exploration enjoying new experiences uh, so community is what keeps them happy uh, if they find the right community uh, to hang out with uh, they tend to spend longer time at a place uh, so we have had uh, experiences at nomad gav where somebody came for 3 days and ended up staying with us for a month uh, the longest uh, resident we have had was for 9 months uh, so that's a testimony for uh, 
And where were they from? Where were they from? The um, mostly Europe and US. Uh, in the West, you know, uh, loneliness is a bigger problem than in India. I'll come to you know uh, come to the comparison between digital nomads from the West, digital nomads, Asian digital nomads uh, a little later. Uh, but uh, but something that I have learned over uh, last six years of building communities and uh, hanging out with digital nomads. Um, third thing is weather. Weather does play a role, uh, not as much as traditional tourists, because traditional tourists tend to go with the season. Uh, digital nomads, uh, because they work on the go, uh, they are, you know, the seasonality factor is a little smooth and uh, when it comes to digital nomads. Uh, yeah, but... and Mayur, uh, right now with whatever is happening due to climate change, I mean, that we are seeing extreme uh, climate, uh, you know, there, it isn't the same as before, right? So is, right. That, is that also a factor that destinations need to keep in mind? Because if, if I'm a digital nomad and if I come to a country expecting a particular weather, and I I experience a different weather, then that's that's going to be a problem, right? Yeah, uh, I think that's happening uh, world over. Uh, the climate mm -hmm. change is definitely you know uh, throwing some, throwing people uh, some surprises when it comes to untimely rains and uh, you know uh, the summers in Europe were one of the harshest. Um, the wildfires and all of that. Uh, I think, you know, unless we take actions, uh, serious actions on it, uh, we can't really change any of that. And that's where I feel a destination like India uh, scores a lot over others uh, because most of the smaller destinations, they have similar weather pattern throughout the country, throughout the destination. But India, uh, just owing to its sheer size, and the diversity in landscapes, uh, I think has a lot to offer to global digital nomads. Um, so even when we are talking about climate change and all, uh, people have the choice to move around uh, for a better weather within the country. Uh, so uh, I hope that answers your question, Pedin. Yes, thank you so much, Mayur. Um, Mayur, like, you know, we just touched upon it earlier in our discussion about, uh, you know, about the uh, electricity outage and how you were trying to look for a place to record the podcast. So, um, you know, while you are trying to promote India as a popular destination for digital nomads worldwide and promote remote work within the country as well, what are some of the challenges that you faced? Um, so this is, I'll answer this in two parts. First part is, uh, you know, promoting India as a destination to work from. Uh, primary challenge is a preconceived notion about India uh, in the West. Uh, and then, you know, a lot of people come to us and say, we were expecting India to be very different because we heard this in the news and all of that. But uh, it's it's so much more beautiful, safer, and uh, you know more advanced than we thought. Uh, so preconceived notion is is the biggest challenge in getting global digital nomads to India. 
and i feel government needs to play a larger role in promoting india as a destination to work from uh, to break those preconceived notions uh, i think you know when it comes to promoting india to global population global digital nomads uh, another challenge is we are we are in the vicinity of destinations like thailand vietnam uh indonesia which are traditionally more popular among uh, global digital nomads so we are basically you know competing with other destinations like chiang mai and bali uh, to get the inflow uh those are the two uh, two main challenges i see in promoting india as a destination to work from uh when it comes to promoting remote work among indians i think covid has done uh, done the job a lot easier because before covid also we were putting efforts in promoting remote work in india but it was much harder um but now there is certain degree of acceptance of course there is this back to office movement and all of that but uh, in spite of that we are seeing a lot of traction um uh, just to put it in perspective uh, before covid we you know uh, 90% of our residents were uh, foreigners uh, with few exceptions who were indians uh, but we have seen that during covid 80% were indians and post covid uh, we have seen 50% uh, of the residents are foreigners 50% indians so there is this great mix the challenge uh, in promoting to indians is uh, because indians are trying this for the first time uh, or open to this lifestyle for the first time they don't really understand difference between a co-living co-working co-living space which gives you the right infrastructure the right filtered community and let's say backpacker hostels or airbnbs um so i think these challenge will sort itself out over time uh, when people will travel more and spend more time living this lifestyle um yeah that's pretty much it um also mayur but uh, you know what role do government policies play in fostering of course i realize that the journey towards making remote work mainstream this mainstream acceptance of remote work and digital nomads in india is an ongoing process but what right. role do government policies play in fostering a remote friendly environment right so uh, there are a lot of things government can do uh, so on the you know on attracting global digital nomads side uh, i think government can uh, focus on pr uh, in you know promoting india as a destination to work from we have this wonderful visa uh, which is which allows people to spend 180 days in a year uh, although india is too big to explore in 180 days but uh, that's one of the one of the nicest uh, tourist visas out there uh, government can go out in promoting india in that way government is already promoting india as a wellness destination and all of that uh, so why not promote as a digital nomad destination uh, so interestingly government of goa is uh, putting a lot of efforts uh, 
so I worked with them in 2018, uh, advising them on attracting global digital ads. Then COVID happened and uh, those efforts sort of stopped for a while. Uh, but there has been some traction. Uh, yes, traction. in fact, Goa has been, Goa has been uh, you know, uh, pushing the government towards a digital nomad visa as well, right? Right, right, right. So government of Goa is, uh, uh, last year we gave them a recommendation that a digital nomad visa would help uh, in in ma- promoting India as a digital nomad destination. So those efforts are on. Government of Goa is also looking to open uh, seaside co-working spaces. Uh, so government can, uh, uh, can do multiple efforts on PR side and then on infrastructure side by uh, by creating that infrastructure of co-working spaces or uh, inviting people uh, to open co- co-living spaces or co-working spaces in those destinations. Uh, I think that itself is much bigger project. Uh, so we have had examples uh, all over the world. Malaysia has launched a program uh, where they are, you know, creating a network of work-friendly uh, homestays then there is this uh, bansko uh, in bulgaria so the local council uh, local municipalities promoting bansko as a destination global destination to work from uh, so i think yeah, even it, even uae is doing a lot to promote digital nomads i think there are about 46 countries that have already that are already providing digital nomad visas and which is which is very helpful as well for these countries Right, right. Uh, helpful in multiple ways, Pedin. Uh, so one of the ways, yeah. uh, you know, the direct uh, direct benefit is getting more tourists, uh, getting mm-hmm. more uh, foreign traveler arrivals um, who come and spend longer time than traditional tourists. Yes. Uh, then who spend more locally, so contribute to local economy. Yeah, and more tourism dollars for the economy as well, right? Uh, right, right. Uh, but I think much bigger advantage of attracting digital nomads is when you attract digital nomads, uh, you are attracting people who come with a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills, a lot of digital skills to be uh, more precise. Uh, they can immensely contribute to local society, local economy. They can drive entrepreneurship. So we do these meetups, skill shares at our locations where uh, digital nomads that we are hosting talk about their expertise uh, or teach something to people uh, who attend uh, Skillshare programs. Um, by doing some of these things, uh, government can actually you know, uh, drive literacy, drive tech literacy, drive financial literacy, create more opportunities, create more employment, uh, high quality employment, uh, and I think overall benefit is uh, you want to, we, the government need to work, look at the socio-economic benefit. Uh, so on the social level, uh, people get more exposure to the world by interacting with digital nomads. Uh, and digital nomads, since they are uh, tech-savvy, digit, working digitally, they also create a lot of content on the go, um, put it on social media. So that also helps in promoting uh, the country, the destination to wider audience. Unlike 
traditional tourists who are who may or may not be tech savvy uh, so there are a lot yeah. of benefits Mm-hmm. Also, when you're, um, you know, as the work, uh, as the sorry, as the line between work and leisure experiences, it continues to blur. Uh, blended travel is something that you know at Skift we've been talking a lot about. That mixes a bit of work and play. It has been a trend long before the pandemic, and uh, you know, based on, on our observations from leading executives at some of the biggest travel companies. Uh, airlines and hotel groups have also recognized the importance of blended travel and uh, you know and then there have new trends have emerged so so how uh, when you are uh, when you are creating this uh, you know this place a co-living and a co-working space for remote workers how do you seek a balance between this uh, you know work and exploration yeah that's a great question again uh so i feel you know being a digital nomad is beautiful because it frees you frees you from the commute to office uh frees you from breathing the polluted air uh that leaves you a lot of time for living a balanced life so at nomad ga people who stay typically do yoga in the morning in the evenings we arrange a lot of events activities so we have skill shares we have uh, you know uh, board game card game nights uh, then we have karaoke over the weekend uh, people you know the community uh, explores the uh, some of the local experiences together uh, we have a lot of things going on uh, and i want to talk a little more about uh, you know uh, you have talked about blurring boundary between work and life uh, so uh, i would like to touch upon blurring boundary between digital nomads and remote workers right uh, so traditionally when uh, remote work was not popular uh, the overlap between remote workers and digital nomads was very high so people who had uh, flexibility to work remotely ended up being digital nomads but now we have seen uh, a trend where there are multiple uh, sub uh, you know sub segments uh, within remote work so remote work is the larger umbrella digital nomads is one part of it uh, but what has happened is because of hybrid remote work which is perhaps the biggest part of remote work in general uh, we are seeing a lot of people taking extended uh, breaks so earlier if they were traveling uh, for 3 days 4 days or a week Uh, now they travel to a destination for two weeks, and how do they manage to do that? They go to office for three days, uh, work from wherever they want for four days, then uh, take a week off, and then the following week they take uh, three days uh, to office on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and that frees them Monday and Tuesday. So that's how they they can spend two weeks instead of one week. Uh, before remote work uh so these people are also realizing that work doesn't need to be a place uh and freeing yourself from the place or detaching work from the place gives people a lot of freedom in uh going back to their hobbies or focusing on their health uh so we are seeing a lot of that at nomad gao also uh 
we have been fortunate that we opened before covid so we have seen the uh, you know the trend changing from pure digital nomads to uh, first time digital nomads to a sort of mixed crowd uh, and a lot of people were doing this for the first time uh, in our community also get inspired by those uh, digital nomads who are also part of the community uh, and then uh, you know cross the borders and take bigger steps uh, towards living a more purposeful conscious uh, more balanced life um, one of the things when it comes to balanced life uh, what i have realized from remote work is even teams uh, you know teams are very conscious companies startups are very conscious in promoting themselves as a place uh, to achieve work life balance uh, right uh, so earlier if they gave perks like uh, ping pong table in the office uh, now some of the companies are giving vacation bonuses uh, or some of them are doing extended retreat so right now we are hosting a, a 20 day retreat for a 15 uh, people global remote team uh, so they are there they work all through the day they you know chat over bonfire they play music over bonfires and then over the weekend they want to go on treks and stuff uh, so we are seeing that happening now uh so instead of companies giving cash bonuses uh they want to bring people together have more extended time together uh unlike the 3 day company offsite that used to happen where uh it's not deep enough it's not engaging enough uh now we are seeing teams really bonding better together uh because of you know uh, remote work and because of more informal sort of retreats mm-hmm. very interesting things that uh, we've come to know from you mayu thank you for joining us on this uh, you know exploration of digital nomads and remote work in india of course uh, we've learned a lot from this interaction and as the world becomes increasingly interconnected uh, i think the uh, the rise of digital nomads offers a compelling alternative to traditional work routines anyone can successfully work and travel by embracing these remote work opportunities uh thank you very much mayur for joining us today thanks thanks peden um, pleasure pleasure being here on this podcast thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening in um if you've enjoyed today's episode don't forget to subscribe and share your thoughts thank you This has been the Skift India Travel Podcast. Thank you for listening.